You're listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Hello, I'm Mike Nicolich, DJ at Chirp Radio, and today I'm speaking with Frank Oral, founder of Chicago Favorites Poi Dog Pondering. Frank, welcome to the Chirp Artist Interview. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. You know, your band has such an interesting and eclectic history, and I don't want to focus too much on the past, but you got to give us a brief history of the band. Like, I mean, basically, how does a band start out in Hawaii, go to Austin, then wind up in Chicago? You know, we left Hawaii when we were just formulating as a band, and and we were street musicians uh, playing on the street in Honolulu. And we just used, we thought we would use the street playing just to put gas in the tank and bread on the table and travel across North America. We spent, you know, close to a year doing that uh, from Los Angeles up to Canada and out to Austin, then to New York, and, and got signed to a record label out of Los Angeles called Texas Hotel Records. And I just decided to settle in Austin because there were great musicians there. When I went through it, I met so many good musicians that when I got signed, I thought, okay, I'm going to record the record there because I know so many good players. We ended up staying for three or four years, uh, got signed to Columbia Sony, and then did some extensive touring. And through that extensive touring, back and forth across the states in Econoline vans and everything. We, we would always stop in Chicago, and Chicago was always really nice to us um, as a city. And um, and at some point, you know, I just wanted to live in a big city, and it was either New York or um, or Chicago. And Max and I both love Chicago. We we're like, yeah, let's go give Chicago a try. Kind of just moved up here just, you know, on a lark for a year or so, and been about 28 more of those since then. <laughs> That's a long lark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> a long lark. That's a good line. That's a good. That's a good line. Are you originally from Hawaii, or did you just wind up there? I'm. I'm originally from New Mexico, but we moved to Hawaii when I was about three years old, so it's all I remember. Frank, how long did it take for you to get acclimated to the long Chicago winters and the traffic? It was super easy. I mean, I, I lived in Austin for four years, and it was so oppressively hot that I. I mean, coming from Hawaii, it's tropical, but Austin's like. Oh, here's 108 in your face, you know? And um, so, you know, I come to Chicago and I, I'd rather, you know, put on a coat than, than you know, like sweat in bed. So anyways, I, I um, you know, moved up, you know, when we moved up here, the winter was not hard. In fact, it was more, what's the right word for it? I mean, I was just kind of, I was awed by it. I'd never really seen winter before. So it was, you know, it's really music and the food scene and later on the food scene here but especially at the music scene when i got here at that point that really interested me and made it really easy to stay and be really interested yeah that was an interesting time to come to chicago in the early 90s what a music scene we had here i mean still have a great music scene but that was a particularly special time i think yeah i i, I felt so too i mean I, max and i remember you know very distinctly driving into town at about four in the morning um you know with with our U-Haul, with all of our stuff, or I don't know what time it was, but it was after midnight, but Marty Leonard's, you know, was, was beating some charlatans over the radio. And we were, you know, that point we were really into the Manchester sound. So we were like, oh, this is exciting, you know? And then also I'm, I, I mean, I've had this long love affair with dance music since uh, my youth is listening to disco. And, um, and so 
uh, to, to be in Chicago and be around the Chicago house music scene and be able to have a little bird's eye view to look inside that was very illuminating and, and uh, interesting for me. And then, and then the rock scene, the, the spoken word, you know, with like all the things that go on in the Green Mill. It's a fascinating city. I know you're bitter, but why, why, why? You know that two wrongs don't make a right It's not that simple It's not that simple Your sound has evolved considerably from when Poi Dog Pondering was a street band in Hawaii to the music the band is creating today. What are some of the factors that influence this progression? I think in the in the very beginning, you know, um, Lou Reed and, and Velvet Underground stuff was a big um, influence, not necessarily the more uh, kind of, um, you know, avant-garde stuff like, uh, you know, European Sun or Sister Ray or things like that, but more like the stuff from the third record or or from the first record, the super song-oriented Lou Reed stuff. That was a big influence very early. And then also all of the bands that were, they were post-punk bands using acoustic instruments like the Pogues, Mano Negra, Le Negras Vert, um, we were watching these bands like they they had they had a they had the, they had that post punk uh, mentality which we also had we came out of the post punk scene in Hawaii and then all of a sudden uh, you know but then now you see these these uh, these people you know from Europe mostly but they're just like going they're just adopting all the acoustic instruments but with that punk mentality and that was that's really how we started you know I mean people would you know early on people go like oh they're kind of a new neo folk band it's like we weren't looking at it that way you know <laughs> we were we were interpreting like Velvet Underground songs we were doing things and we were writing our own stuff and but using acoustic instruments because we were a street band your live version of Ain't No Stopping Us Now. The McFadden and Whitehead song. Oh my goodness. It's killer. It's absolutely killer. It looks it sounds like you guys just had an absolute gas playing that. Yeah, yeah. And that's a live, you know, live re- recording at Metro, you know, yeah, that thing came out great. At that period for that material, that band was firing on all cylinders. Like that, you know, that lineup knew how to tackle that material very directly, you know. So let's talk about Poi Dog Pondering's newest album, Keep On Loving Each Other, which you just recently released and played at Talia Hall. What a fun album. It's a very happy album, and it seems like that was very deliberate on your part. Just make a bunch of romantic, beautiful songs that kind of straddle multiple genres. Tell me a little bit about this album, the kind of the creation process, and what you like about it. Yeah, um, I think that it was an interesting record to make um, for one for a few reasons, and one was that I, I I'm a drummer first. That's where I, I started out drumming, and then I moved over to guitar to start writing songs. 
And but when I write, a lot of times I write rhythmically first, and then I'm writing my prose separately. You know, that's it goes into my notebook. That's my prose, and then I, I'll take I'll take some rhythms and I'll start putting some chords to it. And then I'll go through my prose and I'll kind of construct my songs that way. And um, and then I spent about the last ten to fifteen years almost exclusively listening to Brazilian music, like from the late sixties, mostly concentrating in the seventies little bit into the early 80s but mostly mostly 70s like so artists like Gilberto Gill artists like that exactly and and uh, and, and Joao Gilberto and and um uh what do you call uh Jorge Ben and 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 the thing about the Brazilians you know, is that first of all like they have different core they're using some of the jazz chords you know like the the the, the sixes and the sevens and things like that and then they're also um so melody forward like melody is a super heavy component not that melody is not a heavy component for anybody like new order has fantastic melodies but the thing about the brazilians is that their melodies i felt that they were really married to the lyrics like they would have a l- lyrical line that would be like you know and it had, you know, the the, the the lyrics were pounded into the melody. Um, and um, and anyways, it sort of changed the way I wrote where I started writing, uh, I started writing lyrical lines that had the melody already in them. You know, I didn't have to look for it inside of playing some music in the background, trying to sing along with it. I could hear the melody in my head and then I had to go find the chords and then I had to go find the rhythm. So it was coming at it a different way. This record, um, it was, uh, it took a while to get, get started on stuff like I'm, I, you know, like I, I might've had like chord change, you know, for something, but that, and the melody, but then I had to go and then flesh it from the inside out. And I really was happy with the way that, it, like that, it sort of led me to a different process. It's now kind of making me write in a, in a different way. And you can hear that like on things like uh, sweet taste in the mouth. There's definitely that Brazilian influence. And the other thing that was, was that another thought of, that, that I had when, when composing for the record was, knowing that Paul Mertens and Susan Bells and Max Crawford had really been concentrating and elevated their whole orchestral game that I just started leaving wide open spaces in the songs to let them, you know, run, you know, that's why you have like sweet taste in the mouth. There's these, you know, right after the first verses, right away is big passage for an orchestral break. I heard the crickets clicking in the distance. As I watched the moon rise high I was thinking about you, baby I'm Mike Nikolich. Speaking with Frank Oral of Poiduck Pondering, and thanks so much, Frank. It was a lot of fun. My pleasure. It's an honor to be here, and I appreciate you taking the time to do it. I don't know what I'd do without you, baby. This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.